Welcome to the Emergent Experience Podcast. I'm Monique. And I'm Satoya. We are two close friends that share a passion for self-care, personal growth, and women's empowerment through honest dialogue and shared life experiences. Thank Thank you for for joining us. us. Hey guys, it's season three, and we are here to talk about, you know, core beliefs. Um, This episode, we kind of just, you know the usual, we always have these conversations, random conversations, and we felt like it was very important that we discuss this in depth, because we've mentioned it previously in, in season one, but really understanding who you are, what you believe, and what drives you. Um, when you know those things, you know, things start to make sense, and you start to spend less time times on things that um, are just not meaningful or a wasted, a wasted space or time. Right, because when we explore our core beliefs, we essentially can learn how to prioritize the important things in our lives because we're not wasting time on things that we don't believe or value. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we were talking in the past, I brought up, I, I kind of brought up things about going to baby showers and going to different events. And honestly, I am at a certain point in my life where I have to really sit back and say, is this worth my time? Um, does this bring me joy? Is it something, is, are these people truly important in my life? Right. And am I, and, and, and is it going to be too much of an inconvenience for my home life? Right. And you know, people with baby showers, they'll invite everybody. So they'll get gifts. And, and you know I what? don't have time. <laughs> I don't have to be that person. You know, nope. I don't have to be that extra added person. So those are the things that I think about. And the reason why I think about those things, because my family time is very important. I think more so now than it was in the past. Um, the time that I spend with at home, the time that I spend, you know, organizing my pantry, we're going to have a, we're going to talk about that in another episode. Oh my gosh. I cannot (laughs) wait. I'm so Um, excited about this. And just being in a safe space. Is this going to be a safe space for me? Do I feel comfortable being here? Is, you know, is it going to be productive? All those things matter to me. So that's why I ask those questions when I make a decision. Um, and then I think we really should start out with understanding what you believe is good. What do you believe is good and what do you believe is inherently bad? And how, and how do you, where do you get them from? How did you formulate this understanding or this value? Right. Like were these values something that just kind of happened upon you through the way that you were raised or your family of origin, things that you've picked up socially. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how did you, how did you formulate your values? Hmm. Based on how I was raised, based on my life experience as a teenager, I take a lot, I mean, I always say the biggest thing in my life was becoming a teenage mom and you guys may get tired of me here saying it you know tired of hearing me say it or you kind of get what I'm coming from there's always these significant 
um, life-changing events that happen that make you question everything you were ever taught right. and question everything you thought was safe. And those, that was the most trying time for me from the time I became pregnant until uh, maybe 18, 19 when her father um, was murdered. For me, everything I believed to be safe, to be true, to be family, to be to be an expression of love, all the things that I thought I knew was challenge and I reformulated, reconnect, reconnected and just started digging deeper and asking more questions about what's right, what's wrong, what I was taught versus what the reality is and how and then it that formed me and that formed my beliefs on mm. what's how to what what I believe is inherently good, what's inherently bad and what is safe, what is fair, all those things happen. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I would say um, my my family of origin informed a lot of my core beliefs. And growing up in the church, in the Pentecostal church, informed a lot of my core beliefs. Um, but I say informed because I don't have, like, I don't have all of the same core beliefs I um, I once believed and I think a lot of that change in terms of what I believe now happened through a lot of hard work, a lot of deliberation, a lot of um, increasing my level of self-awareness and having really good friends mm-hmm. that I could bounce things off of and hear feedback and criticism and um, constructive criticism and hear like, hey, have you thought about this? Or um, just thinking about the implications of what I believed in what I was starting to believe. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, and that it really is, that makes sense. That is um, a process I believe that we all should be going through in our lives. Not everyone is able to get that deep or have not, re- not, I think everyone is able to, but not everyone has the opportunity or haven't reached that climate yet. And even if yeah. they, could, they could be a hundred years old and they just never was able to actualize those things or process those things. But it is yeah. so important to take the time and do that type of work. Um, and I, I think having people in that process mm-hmm. is so important because um, so for example, if someone had a core belief where they hated a certain type of person, they can continue to hate that person because mm-hmm. they've never had the opportunity to get up close or they haven't had the opportunity to be with people that can um, broaden their perspective. Or challenge their perspective. Yeah. Because a lot of times when you, you know, I, we have, I have friends and we, we challenge each other. And I always, when I have, whenever something like that has, and it has come up recently, I'll say, well, what does that mean for you? Why does this evoke this type of feeling in you so much? And I, yeah. and you know me, I like to go back to childhood. Was there ever a time where you felt like, and I would try to find the uh, similarities it's now. Origin people, it's because of my profession why I tend to actualize and reflect the way <laughs> I do. But sometimes it could be annoying because I have been told um, I need to stop stop trying to be a therapist and just listen. Um, I am listening, but I'm processing too. But those are the things that make you start thinking about yourself. Like it's true. 
And for the record, I thoroughly appreciate when you do that. (laughs) (laughs) I am highly appreciative of it. Thank you. Um, And I do that with myself. Like, if I find myself getting really upset or really agitated, and I have friends who do that to me, including the one that you guys are listening to. Um, (laughs) But I do have those friends, and I love them, and I appreciate them. Um, What's up with you, Monique? Why do you keep getting stuck at this particular situation? And they will know because they've seen it over and over and over, and and they pull it up. And those are the things that make me start digging and find out what's wrong or what do I really believe about this particular person or the situation to be true and is it really them or is it me um a lot of times or what do you believe about like what do we believe about ourselves to be true you know like yes what do we think about ourselves and is it an accurate depiction of who we because believe it or not people many of you and us i'm going to say us because i don't want to make it look like saying all you many of us walk around thinking we are a certain way and the world does not view us that way at all no you may think you are the nicest person in the world, but it comes out it comes out that you are the most critical and judgmental person. And Yes. Yes. Those things happen. I was it's... thought I was told I was pretty critical and sometimes I could come off judgmental. And it wasn't that I was, but I had to figure out a way to soften my approach. And it was because I had arguments with friends. I had people tell me certain things and I said, okay, I'm hearing this more than one time. I need to get check myself because I'm genuinely nice, but I know though there are those, those, um, characters that I have. And it's because I was raised, you know, I got some strong women in my family. So it's just like, you gonna hear it the way you gonna hear it, you know? And so not everyone understands that type of tough love or that type of communication. So I had to kind of soften my approach and I worked a lot. It took me some years to soften my approach so people can hear me and see that I'm being genuine. Um, so, and that is all from feedback. So I want who I believe I am. I want to be aligned with the, how the world views that. Now, I and I think that speaks to um, a, a current culture, cultural belief about like not caring about what other people think. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think it's that we should be obsessed about what other people think, but I think it's important to recognize that we do impact each other and that we are communal beings. Mm-hmm. And so if we're if we are communal beings, it's important to understand how we how we are reflected on other people and the impression that we give other people. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that we should always change. It's more that we should be aware enough to know, OK, well, I mean, I don't think I'm being aggressive, but like all of these people have just told me that they experience me as being aggressive mm-hmm. or whatever. But. I think it makes it really important for us to realize, okay, we're, we're not, we're not an island. And so we should, we should listen to other people Mm -hmm. if they are saying, okay, well, if this is a core value of mine or whatever, and this person is saying um, that it's not coming across that way, it's important to hear that. Mm -hmm. Um, So this also applies to um, just not just, what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about family? What do you believe about your finances? Mm-hmm. Financial understanding and what's important to you will help you drive better decisions. Um, right. If you know that it's important for you to have a nice cushy savings, 
you that alone it is important that i have savings for a rainy day or for an emergency knowing that understanding that about yourself that is a that's a core belief or value that you have when it comes to finances so when it, in that when in that case when it's time for you to go shopping are you going to get the most expensive um the most expensive I don't know, bag versus something that's a little more reasonable, that's sturdy, not expensive, just so you can have that money set aside. I mean, if you really truly believe that, then that should drive your spending. I had right. to, I actually had to explore all those things. And lately I've been um, becoming more stronger and stronger in those, in those decisions because I'm not really a materialistic person, but I do, I do have to sometimes stop and say, okay, Monique, why, why are you buying this? Is, is this necessary? And will you be able to put aside whatever you need to put aside? Or will it go, will it, will it align with your plans for your savings or your finances? Health. Yeah. What about health people? What is important to you when it comes to your health? Is health important at all? Maybe it's not. Right. If it's like, not, is then... it more important for food to taste good? <laughs> or is it like, for it to be like something that you're craving or is it more important to nourish yourself that has changed dramatically and we can talk about that at another podcast for me <laughs> yeah um <laughs> but i mean who we spend our time with what we spend our money on mm-hmm. how we treat ourselves what we put in our bodies all of those things speak to what we value and ultimately what we believe mm-hmm. and for the and for the religious people out there um, how is your faith informing your core values? Have we evaluated our embedded beliefs about um, like being created in God's image? Because things like that directly informs what we believe about ourselves and what we believe about others. Mm-hmm. So if we have the view that being created in the image of God means that we're here to dominate and to rule, what are we saying about people that don't have the ability to do that? What are we saying about people that are disabled? What are we saying about people that are not of sound mind? Like, Mm -hmm. but we need to, we really need to start looking at our core values and looking at our embedded values, which are those values that we've taken up as truth Mm -hmm. and um, as absolute truth that we've never questioned. We've Mm -hmm. never deliberated. We've never um, even thought to challenge. Growing up, I've seen that. Growing up, I I was always confused because I would hear all these um, rules and regulations and what my church or what my religious, you know, uh, beliefs should have been and how we should treat people. But I would never see that. Yeah. I did not see that across the board. Like, I didn't see it across my... Um, congregation. I, I saw people treat people very wrongly. I saw people judge the woman who came in with a red dress that was too tight, nastily. I saw it in their faces and I saw what the, you know, I saw it in the, the, the expressions. So in my head, I was like, well, what about the whole come as you are? And what about all the stories we talked about with Jesus and the Jesus with the women the well? All of a sudden, yeah. you know, all as a kid. So I was taught, I, I was taught one thing, but I saw another. Right. And I didn't like it. And I knew it was wrong. So there's nothing wrong with challenging yourself within your own religious um, uh, system and trying to make sure that it aligns with your life, with the way you think and the way you treat people. Right. And just um, 
to put a point on that, like, it can be frightening for some people to challenge their belief systems and, and like, all of their embedded core beliefs. But what I would challenge you is, like, I would challenge you by saying that deliberating your beliefs doesn't make you doubtful. It makes you faithful. Um, because we are all responsible for what we believe and we should put some intention behind that because ultimately the things that we believe it's, they're actually formative for us. It forms our life. It it informs our decisions. It forms the way that we interact with ourselves, the way we act with the way we interact with other people. And as Mo was saying, the way we interact with our family, finances, and health, like Mm -hmm. all the areas of our lives, (laughs) the way that they form us essentially causes us to live out our life in a way. Yeah. In a way that's more, and and especially if we're intentional about it. Exactly. Um, I think one thing I, we probably didn't even talk about when we were um, planning this, but death. What do you believe about death? It could be. I mean, you got some of those who are very religious and some who are just more spiritual than religious, than more religious. What do you believe about death? What you believe about death drives how you are on earth. It drives how you are while you are alive. Oh my gosh. That's the truth. I have a friend that, um, she has a nonprofit organization called Love Not Lost and she, she deals with death all the time. Uh, started with the passing of her daughter mm. and she used that um, that energy and that grace and that love to um, support other people through their grief and providing them with photos of their loved ones and their family or whatever. Wow. Um, so that way they would create this like beautiful memory together. But in talking to her, she would talk about just inviting death to the table and looking at what that shows you and what that tells you about yourself Mm. and and what it tells you about your life and what it tells you about what you value. Yeah. And it was so sobering to hear that and terrifying because I have a horrible relationship to death. Mm, Yeah. I'm not so like I was doing, I was doing, um, I was doing like updating wills and stuff. And as I was filling it out, like I just started crying. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "This is so depressing." Get this out the way. It's so depressing. I'm just getting it out the way. Do what I need to do with it, and then just move on. Oh my gosh, that is a scary topic, and I think that's something I'm going to have to explore a lot more because I've had a few experiences close to me, and um, it actually. <laughs> terrified me in a way but it also got me to focus on what was more important especially at the moment when my daughter was three and lost her biological father I was like okay I'm all she has so I have to get my life I gotta get it together no and if if anything I felt like I needed to accomplish what I need to accomplish here like now being on earth being alive is even more valuable it's even more of a time to experience life and experience things um and to make sure i spread it and make sure that my kids are nourished and so they can do the same thing with their kids and that we are really um 
excellent beings on this earth. So I, I have my own like uh, beliefs and understandings about death. And I think that might be another conversation. <laughs> yes, for for a, a long time yeah. from now, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even type out this will without like falling into a puddle. Oh, it's, I know. So, um, in what ways are your core values, your beliefs, your understanding on life, family, love? How are these, um, how are these, um, beliefs forming you or at not even or what do your actions indicate about you and those core beliefs? Like, can, I mean, will a person really know who you are when they meet you because of your distinction in what you believe and how you do things. Are you methodic? Um, is it the right word? Methodic about it? Are you, um, are you just, just free flowing going because you really don't know what you want and you're too scared to approach things. So you just do whatever and go with the wind. And it's easier to just do that than to actually sit and think. You have to ask yourself those questions. And, and I, I, and if I'm not mistaken, the reason why this came up is because, um, I think we were talking about just when people have this notion and thought of bad things always happen to me. Everything is yeah. always going on. This is kind of a, a, a continuing a continuation of that conversation. I believe our podcast too, where if you have this thing where you feel that everything is always happening to you, poor things, bad things, then I need to question and you need to question actually what, 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 what decision making has been happening in this process and did they align with what you believe? Right. Yeah. If you believe that everything bad always happens and your decision making and the moves and the plans that you make, it's probably very faulty and very, um, misguided. Yeah. And you know what? People that are people that already do the work of, looking into the things that they believe and how it affects their life or their lives. I I think it's still important to always reevaluate and to always um, reflect on that because even in thinking about the question, what do your actions indicate about you or your core beliefs? It made me think about um, this time I was, I was on YouTube and I always end up in like, I don't know, in the abyss of YouTube and you just like a bunch of videos in and you're like, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. But anyway, I ended up on this video where, um, this woman that had a disability was essentially talking about wanting to be in a relationship, like wanting to be in a healthy, um, loving relationship. And in my mind, I was like, I never even think about, I never even think about that. But the act, the act of me not even considering that said that it, it kind of told me that I have this core value that I am not thinking about or not valuing the lives of the disabled. Mm. And like that was a core belief that I didn't even know was there that I needed to pull up, that I needed to draw out and like think about like even um, doing doing hair and makeup or planning um, what do you call the sessions? Like I, when you're doing like a session where you're just like doing hair and makeup, kind of a time for, um, time for print. It never even occurred to me to find a disabled 
couple or a disabled person to do their hair and makeup for photos. Mm. I just never even thought about it. But that said so much about what I value. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it the, and so it's, I, I think it's, it's so, so much deeper than just saying, um, just be positive, have positive, have a positive outlook that's beneficial, but also looking beneath the surface and saying, what do you believe and how do you value yourself and human life? Absolutely. So I think I like to talk about like, how do we change or reframe our negative core beliefs? Um, I think the best thing is actually using your, your narrative and not only knowing your own narrative, because it, it sounds crazy. Like, what do you mean my own narrative is my life? But actually talk out what your life. What did it look like? You need to write it down in a journal. Talk it out with a therapist. You know, you know, we love to say therapist here. We like to recommend you guys say therapist. I think we're going to do that every episode. <laughs> but um, really, under think about your whole dynamic with family, love, loss, friends, death. Think about your whole experience. And then I think it's also beneficial to... Read other people's stories and, and, and their processes just to see um, if you can find similarities in their stories. How did they change? When did they have, as Oprah will say, their aha moment? When did things start to change around for them, you know? When did things start to make sense? And how do I, you know, how do I, um, how do I, how can I, how do I um, relate to all the things that I'm reading? I'm constantly, my, me, myself, I'm constantly listening to people. I love meeting people. And that's the thing I can tell you. No matter what job I have, I get attached to the people. I love to hear each and everyone's story, their walk in life, how they got to where they are, why they are therapists, why they are psychiatrists, why they are the way they are. Because I think humankind, human beings are, are, are amazing and spectacular. And it's crazy how we come from these different... Um, genres of life and we can come together for the um for the for a good cause and just hearing those things put things into perspective put things in perspective for myself hearing their struggles and their and their even if they didn't stroke as much just hearing their wonderful lives or their um triumphs or just their enjoyment or their exposure it put it makes me constantly re think my own experiences how i treated people and how i came from and even sometimes a simple sentence can change your life just listen to someone and they may say something about a situation you're like oh crap that is so true why am i not thinking that way Mm-hmm. um pay attention to your family dynamics because a lot of times most times it plays into those negative thoughts because if your parents and your siblings have a very volatile um uh, dynamic or they're just very negative you guys are not really supportive but very critical things like that even just abuse straight up abuse in, in the home and it continues those things form how you are and how you believe and those are things you need to kind of focus on yeah that's true because those those dynamics um whether we're aware of it or not it teaches us something about life it teaches us something about ourselves. Um, and so being cognizant of family dynamics and relationships 
it's super important. Mm -hmm. And also, um, we want to, we want to be aware to practice being consistent, Mm -hmm. being consistent with our beliefs. And so if you, if you believe in loving and caring for people, love and care for all people, be Mm -hmm. consistent. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't feed into or support situations that don't line up with your core values and your core beliefs. Meaning I think humankind is wonderful, but no new friends. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or like every, everybody's beautiful, but then you're self-deprecating and you're talking about everybody or Mm -hmm. like you're being harsh on yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's, you have to practice that practice it until it becomes natural. Um, you know, I know it's easier said than done, but it is something you have to be completely and wholeheartedly dedicated to for the betterment of yourself. Right. And I think as in addition to that, practice consistency, but keep your hands open for change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's open. okay to change your core beliefs. It's okay for your core values it's okay for you to, to interact with them and for them to grow and change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's okay, too, because life experiences are constantly happening every day. Right. And our favorite, see a therapist. Please, find yourself a therapist. There's so many outlets, Google search, Psychology Today, they're all out there. Look for them. Yes. So here's some questions that um, we thought would be helpful. Uh, this is something you can write down in your journal and you may ponder on it for one day or you might ponder on it for one week or a month or this might be something that you may think about for the rest of the year. Whatever, however, whatever time you take, I think this will be helpful. So Toya thinks it was helpful. And here are some of the questions. And um, we'll also have them in the show notes. Absolutely. So you can, um, we can, you can jot them down or print them or whatever you need to do. Yes. So what made, what made it fit you? Sorry, guys. What motivates you and why? What makes you happy? What brings you joy? Um, do you want to talk a little bit about happy and joy? Why we specifically uh, did that? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've had this particular conversation a lot over the last few months, but um, there is, there's kind of this culture of happiness right now, like kind of just boosting happiness in a way that makes happiness something you have to chase. So, you know, it's, it's all over social media. If you just, if you can just go to Thailand and take the best picture of your experience, you'll be happy. If you eliminate certain people from your life, you'll be happy. If you add certain people to your life, you'll be happy. If you live in a tiny house, you'll be happy. If you live in a great big house, you'll be happy. So it's like all of these things that are supposed to contribute to creating happiness for you. Mm -hmm. And for me, I realize that happiness isn't really a strong part of my emotional spectrum, um, which that's a that's another that's a, another conversation. Yes. <laughs> but but what I'm ultimately saying is that happiness culturally right now is something that we have to chase whereas joy is something that comes from 
being grateful and being content. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter where you are, what your situation is. It's not to say that you're complacent, but it, or that you won't strive or that you're not striving for more or that you don't have goals and dreams and aspirations. It's just saying, I can have joy because I am grateful for what, where I am. I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for who shows up for me. I'm grateful for my job, even if it's not my ultimate job or the job that like that I'm aspiring to. Mm-hmm. You're grateful. So joy is more... Joy. joy is more present it's stronger yeah and it's long lasting where happiness seems like it's and not just seem i'm sure if you google it and um, it's more of an emotion and in, in, in that state of happiness right and joy That's, isn't contingent on external circumstances mm-hmm. so that's because, why we put those two yeah <laughs> um <laughs> what brings you peace oh my gosh that's important for me I think you guys know that I had a lot of drama as a teenager and it I'm was too sure much. Oops, I'm sorry. That's Siri talking to me. <laughs> I meant to tell Siri. I want to turn her off. <clears throat> Siri, please. So as a teenager, I, um, there was a lot of ups and downs and unsureties and things like that. And peace is so important for me to have peace within and in my environment. It, even if my work may be chaotic, I want to make sure that there, I have a space to go to where I am at peace. And not only just a physical space, but emotional place or emotional, emotional state of being. So what brings you peace? What do you need for peace? Have you ever even felt peace? What disrupts your peace? Um, another question, what are the beliefs you have about who you are? Are these beliefs true? Do you feel worthy? Do you believe that you you are enough? And are you able to make a separation between who you are and what you do? Um, what is your belief or understanding about pain, emotional, physical discomfort, and undesirable circumstances? And something that's very important, do you trust yourself? Mm. So, I mean, you guys can go and have a field day with these questions. I can have a field day with these questions. I might have to do it again. I might have to go and write this out of my journal. Yeah. And yeah. if you are so inclined and want to share, you can shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear what you're processing, where you are in your journey. Um, you can send us an email at hello at theemergentexperience.com. Mm-hmm. And you'll get some resources, some links about developing balanced core beliefs and then eight things that happen when you really get to know yourself. You guys should check it out. It's actually really um, spot on. So with that, we'll leave you with a quote by St. Augustine. People travel to wonder at the heights of mountains, at huge waves of the sea, at long courses of rivers, at the vast compass of the ocean at the circular motions of the stars and they pass by themselves without wondering. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.